What up, what up, America, and welcome to the newest episode of the Dear America podcast. I know, I know, it's very impressive. Um, this is an interesting episode because I am sitting here alone in our 10,000 square foot facility, completely and utterly alone. Why, you may ask, uh, it's a very serious condition. How dare you? Shut up, Greta Thunberg. I'm not talking to you right now. We'll get to you in a minute. Uh, I'm here by myself today because yesterday, one of our employees here got a call from their, um, you know, girlfriend or whatever, and their girlfriend was positive for COVID. And so, you know, I just no, God, shut please, up, no, Michael Scott. No. Now it's not the time, good sir. Jeez almighty, you can't do anything without being interrupted. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, can I talk? Jeez almighty. I am in charge of the sound effects today because Jake is not here. Uh, I had to do, you know, as soon as we heard it, uh, we were all, you know, pretty much like this. Hold up. Wait a minute. (laughs) And uh, I had to send everybody home, right? Because I'm the only person who has had COVID um, and nobody else in the office has had COVID. So everybody else is kind of at home. Uh, The employee who's his girlfriend, he can get a test on Friday. And if he tests negative, then everybody should be good and they can come back to work. But until then, I'm rocking this thing by myself. Yes, 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 yes. And I really get a chance to put my natural immunity to the test. So this episode is either going to be a testament to the fact that natural immunity works or it's going to be the death of me and I'm going to die and every leftist imaginable is going to be thrilled oh, you, know the, you know the thing yes we we know the thing joe biden please shut up anyway okay we have a very very uh just a lot of stuff to talk about there's been some crazy developments the past couple of days since the last time we talked to you guys uh joe biden got his third booster shot and you know showed that there is obvious effects of the vaccine because that man had by far the hairiest well, werewolf arm I have ever seen. This isn't funny. Shut up. What is going on with all of these people interrupting me? Uh, if that is a side effect of the vaccine, I do not want it. But we have a lot of things to talk about. So we're going to jump right into it today. And we're going to have intimate discussions, just me and you. Nobody to interrupt except for, you know, uh, Joe Biden. Oh, you know the, you know the thing. <laughs> and then Greta Thornburg. How dare you? <laughs> and she's also made tabloids again today with another riveting speech that can only be described as horrific. All right, so... This first thing I want to play you, these are clips that came out the past couple of days. Nancy Pelosi does a, I don't know if it's a Freudian slip or a just, you know, a reveal of what's actually going on, etc. But she says in an interview, uh, is Joe Biden really in charge of what's going on in the government or is it in fact Obama's third term. Well, Nancy Pelosi says what I think most of us are thinking, uh, that this is not Joe Biden, but in fact, Obama's stuff. Here we go. 
keep government open. We intend, we have to do those imminently, uh, in, in, more imminently even, uh, to address the full Obama agenda of building. The full what? <laughs> what, did, what did she just say? Can we play that one more time? Address the full Obama agenda of building back better with, and I love to say building back better. So here's the weird thing. All right. One, I think it's obvious that, you know, everybody understands that Joe Biden is not in charge of the country. Uh, In fact, the title of this episode is Joe Biden is fixing to crash and burn. That sounds aggressive, but either way, yeah, it's just me in here today. So there's no telling what I may say because I don't have anybody looking over my shoulder Telling no, me what? God, the, oh my gosh, no, Michael Scott, no. would you calm down for five seconds? Anyway, everybody knows that Joe Biden is not in charge. Everybody knows this. This isn't unnatural things. This isn't uncommon knowledge. Everybody knows that this man is a senile dementia patient. But everybody's always been wondering, you know, well, who really is in charge? And what's even more staggering to me is that Nancy Pelosi not only says that. But she doesn't correct herself. She just keeps on going because it's such a natural thing for her to say because they know that that's the way it is. They know that Joe Biden isn't in charge of anything. Uh, And I think the plan all along was to make Joe Biden the scapegoat. And this is why you need to stay with me and pay attention for a long time because the Afghanistan thing We said it from the beginning that that is what is going to take Joe Biden down. And now it is starting to come out. They are starting to make the moves and the steps necessary for the 25th Amendment to be invoked. Yes, you heard what I said. They will invoke the 25th Amendment on Joe Biden. And they're going to use Afghanistan because of it. But first... We've got to get into uh, Greta Thunberg has made tabloids again. How dare you? Made famous for that line right there that we like to make so much fun of. But now we have a brand new one that we have to bring to things. She was speaking at uh, the Student Climate uh, Summer Youth for Climate event. And she gave the most riveting and intelligent speech I've ever heard. And I'm going to play the minute and 20 clip in its entirety that's circulating on Facebook. Um, It just sounds a lot like a bunch of blah, blah, blah. But here we go. There is no planet B. There is no planet blah. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Okay. This is not about some expensive, politically correct, green act of bunny-hugging or blah, blah, blah. Bunny-hugging? Build back better, blah, blah, blah. Green economy, blah, blah, blah. Net zero by 2050, blah, blah, blah. Net zero, blah, blah, blah. Climate neutral, blah, blah, blah. This is all we hear from our so-called leaders. Words. Words that sound great. Blah, blah, blah. so far has led to no action. Our hopes and dreams drown in their empty words and promises. Of course, we need constructive dialogue, but they've now had 30 years of blah, 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 and where has that led us? What do we want? 
When do we want it? Now. What do we want? When do we want it? Now. Well, if that last part didn't sound like children of the corn, I don't know what does. How dare you? Shut up, Greta Thornburg. Gosh almighty, can I can I talk? Can I talk, talk, talk? Um Here's the thing. Everybody reveres this. There, there's this. There's this story out of J- J- Joseph Gordon-Levitt, like being awestruck meeting Greta Thunberg or Thornberg or whatever her name is. Thunberg. What? Whatever. Who cares? Greta. A grown man being awestruck in meeting this child, and this child gives a speech that everybody is riveting as like, "Oh, this is going to change the world for the better," and blah blah blah. That's the title of the speech. It's blah blah blah. You know, my, it's right up there with. So you know the you know the thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she might as well have said that for thirty years. People and politicians have been saying. So you know the you know the thing. It's the same thing. It's saying blah blah blah. But these are the uh, non-degreed experts that we listen to, or at least our youth listens to in today's society. Um, what else has happened? Um, uh, oh, Jen Psaki proves that the people in our government are absolute morons. And we haven't even got into COVID or Afghanistan yet, but these are just things that you need to be aware of. You need to pay attention to, um, because the people that are in our government have no idea what they are doing. At all. They could be the dumbest people in the history of the world. Um, and I really am excited for you to hear this next clip. Um, but before we do that, we got to get into a sponsor. All right. So, Good Ranchers. Ladies and gentlemen, I I love Good Ranchers. I just checked. I have a delivery out right this second. I went out and bought. Well, I didn't buy. They actually gifted me, uh, the kindness of their heart, a new freezer for all of the amazing 100% made in America uh, meat. And a lot of people don't know that this podcast, when we first announced that we were running for Congress, uh, this podcast was almost shut down completely by Facebook, cutting us off. And then Good Rancher stepped in and saved this podcast. So what I need all of you to do right now is go to goodranchers.com slash Graham and get their 100% American ranched meat. Don't get China meat. That's 80% of the stuff you're buying in the stores. Support patriot businesses that support America. You need to go to goodranchers.com because they deliver American craft beef and better than organic chicken. They have T-bones, fillets, strips, gourmet burgers, and more. And at half the price of online competitors, you get the steakhouse quality you deserve at a price every family can afford. Go to goodranchers.com slash gram to buy now or Subscribe today and save 20% on each box of mouth-watering meats. You can't say mouth-watering meats without your mouth actually watering. It's weird. Subscribing brings the cost down to less than $5 a meal. Plus, right now, get an additional $20 off and free express shipping if you go to goodrangers.com slash gram or use code gram at checkout. That's $20 off and free express shipping at goodrangers.com slash gram. Ladies and gentlemen, I need every single one of you, if you love steak, If you love chicken, which if you don't love those things, you're not an American. 
I need you to go right now to GoodRanchers.com and support the company that supports us. That's GoodRanchers.com slash Graham, offer code Graham. All right, we are back. So, are the people leading our government absolute morons and don't even know basic economics? Well, it would seem that way. In a recent interview, Jin Psaki was, uh, you know, uh, talking about this very fact. And uh, here we go. This is what she had to say. Some have expressed publicly that they're not comfortable with the 3.5, even though zero costs zero dollars. Some have expressed publicly that they're not comfortable with the 3.5, even though zero costs zero dollars. Zero costs zero dollars. 3.5 trillion equals zero dollars. But that's not all of it. That's not the only thing that she says that makes no sense. Uh, Listen to this. Committee on Taxation. Mm-hmm. They say, according to, if I've read the chart correctly, more than 16% of taxpayers would see their taxes increase no. after the, the, the bill that's approved by the House Ways and Means Committee. Will the president sign that bill if, as it is if, if on that committee, or will he insist? Stupid phone ringing. I apologize. Changes so that he will maintain his commitment that taxes won't go up on people making four hundred thousand dollars a year. I have not looked at the uh, document or the report that you Listen have put out. Obviously, the president's or that you have referenced, I should say, that the Republicans put out. Uh, obviously, the president's commitment remains not raising taxes for anyone uh, making less than four hundred thousand dollars a year. There are some, and I'm not sure if this is the case in this report, who argue that in the past companies have passed on these costs to consumers. I'm not sure if that's the argument being made in this report. We feel that that's unfair and absurd, and the American people would not stand for that. But I will take a closer look at this report and get you a more substantive response. Go ahead. We feel that it is absurd that companies would increase the cost of goods if we increase the cost that it takes for them to do their jobs and manufacture their products, and we tax them more. This is basic economics, right? And this goes to show, again, that the people leading our country have absolutely no idea what they're doing, one, but they also have no idea how business works. So let me put it to you like this. I own a t-shirt company, 912united.com. Subtle plug. Uh, If you have not been already, you should go buy it and support American and veteran-owned businesses, but I digress. Right now, a brand new shirt, for example, a brand new shirt with our highest quality shirt. So there are different qualities of shirts that cost different amounts of money, and everybody says they want American-made, but nobody wants to pay for American-made shirts. But again, I digress. That's neither here nor there. Right now, we sell shirts for $29.99. After you pay taxes, it's about 38 bucks for a brand new shirt at our highest quality shirt. Uh, what these morons don't understand is that if you start taxing these business owners more and you start charging them more for goods, etc., well, then that, that $29 shirt that's $38 after taxes becomes a $50 shirt that's $65 after taxes. And I don't know about you, but there's not a lot of people that are going to pay 65 bucks for a t-shirt. So then what happens with that? Well, naturally, the owners have to increase the amount. It's just like we keep saying that if you up the 
uh, the living wage to $15 an hour, you're going to start paying seven bucks for a gallon of milk. And because that's just the way that it works, you can't require more taxes or require higher wages, et cetera, across the board without it having repercussions. That's what we talk about with inflation and all this other stuff. All of this, the infrastructure bill here, to be clear, it will cost jobs. It will cause inflation and it will cause the average Americans to pay more in taxes. Um, to say $3.5 trillion cost nothing because they have the money to pay for it already well, that's that's false. It still it still costs something. Uh, like Dan Crenshaw said in a video I saw is a very good reference. Whether you agree with Dan Crenshaw or not, this is a very good reference. If I go in and buy a cup of coffee, well, just because I walk out with the cup of coffee, I can't say that it cost zero dollars because I have it and I already paid for it. Well, that's not true. It, it, it did cost something. I did actually have to go buy and pay for that. Someone has to pay for this $3.5 trillion thing, which now we're learning is estimated closer to $5 trillion. Someone has to pay for that. And it's going to be you the American taxpayer and the American worker, all right? Because I'm going to tell you right now what the employers are going to do. The employers are going to say, all right, how can I, McDonald's is already doing it. They're putting robots and, and you know, uh, uh, kiosk machines in their businesses to handle all this crap. Uh, employers are going to start figuring out ways just to eliminate you uh, so that they can keep making profits and keep their businesses open. It is terrifying to me that these people that run our government do not understand this. Or worse, worse, what it actually most likely is, is that they do understand it. So people ask me all the time, well, Graham, what's the point? What, what, what could the point be? Why are people doing this to us on a daily basis? Do, 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 you know, I, don't, I just don't understand. Well, the point is, it's very clear. They want to destroy the middle class of America. We've said this over and over and over again. The middle class of America is what protects Americans from government tyrannical rule. The middle class is the backbone of the American economy. Uh, you have the upper class, the middle class, and the lower class. If you destroy the middle class, you have a ruling class and a slave class. That is what they want. So, are they actually idiots or are they geniuses because they want power, I leave that up to you. Either way, I say that we just stop paying taxes. Ho, 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 we just stop. It is a miracle what would happen if everybody, if 10 million Americans just said, you know what? We're not paying taxes anymore. Not going to do it. Watch how quick, quickly, quickly they would crumble. I tried to put quickly and crumble together quickly quickly they would crumble all right so biden gets his um let's move on to biden you know i wonder if i can do a little transition just for fun hey all right so we're moving on to biden uh biden got his uh booster shot on tv uh so i've got a couple questions um you know so the vaccine really works Right? Like in quotations for those of you who are listening on audio, it really works. So much so that you got to get two because it really, really works. Now, 
But now they really, really, really want it to work. So they want you to get a booster shot. Um, so Biden is getting his booster shot and he reveals the most ungodly werewolf arm I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, I understand that as you get older, hair starts growing in different places, but my God, man, I mean, take a, t- take a buzzer to that. It, it is, <laughs> it, was, it was terrifying. The children are scared. They're running away from their lives, etc. But here was the thing to me. I said, you know, he posted this video on, or he didn't post, his people posted a video of him getting it. And I said, I was like, why does it look like he's on the set of Blue's Clues? If you go back and watch the video of it, like the window that's behind him, it's obviously a fake window. Like, it's obviously fake. But here's my question before we get into that, because I was proven right. Um, Why is he wearing a mask? This man has been vaccinated not once, not twice, but is literally in the middle of getting his third vaccine. And he's still wearing a mask. Like, I don't, I, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand. Does the vaccine work or does it not work? I don't get it. But more importantly, back to the Blue's Clues set thing, now pictures have come out showing that he was in some, it looked like a movie set. Like it was like a fake partitioned wall to look like they're in the White House, I guess. It's just weird. Like, why didn't he get it in the White Like, I don't understand the, the, the whole premise. And if he wasn't going to get it in the White House, why even put up the fake walls? Why, why do that? Like, like everything that this administration does is strange and it's weird and it makes you just question so many things, but you know, uh, the COVID deadline for a lot of personnel to get vaccinated has passed. Um, and United airlines, uh, fired 600 people who refused to get the vaccine. The owner of United airlines came on and said that he was so proud excuse me, he was so proud that less than 1% refused to get the vaccine. I read this tabloid and I was sad for the 600 people let go, but I was even more sad to hear that only less than 1% refused to get it. This goes with the deeper and darker question that I asked from the very beginning when they mandated the vaccines for companies with people over 100 employees, I said, when push comes to shove, how many people, how many people are actually going to stand their ground and force these companies to reconsider? Well, apparently the number is less than 1%, which is what I feared the entire time. Less than 1% doesn't force a company to bend to the will of the employees. Less than 1% doesn't force the government to listen to its citizens. Less than 1% does nothing. It makes you wonder, is this whole thing really even possible to save? I don't know anymore. (laughs) I have my doubts, uh, especially when you see things like that. Less than 1% of people actually stood their ground enough when the polls show that a vast majority of people have vaccine hesitancy 
But when their jobs were threatened, that jumped down to less than 1% of individuals. I find that very shocking and very sad. Um, But surprisingly enough, of all people, the NBA is starting to fight back against vaccine hesitancy. Even LeBron James himself, the political just guru on what we should be doing as Americans has spoken out saying that he is vaccinated, but he's not going to urge other people to be vaccinated. But two other players, and forgive me, I don't know their names. I'm not a basketball fan, but I'm going to play these videos in their entirety so you can hear their responses to why they have not been vaccinated. Uh, this first one could be the most eloquent response. The second one's a little more sarcastic, but 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 here we go. You need to hear this. Jonathan, Josh Robbins with The Athletic. Uh, what is it about the vaccine that, that makes you uh, hesitant to, to, to get it? Uh, I, I would start with um, I've, I've had COVID um, in the past. And so our, our understanding of antibodies, of natural immunity has uh, uh, changed a, a great deal from the onset of the pandemic and is still evolving. Um, I understand that the vaccine would uh, um, help if, if, if you catch COVID and uh, you'll be able to have less symptoms um, from contracting it. But with me having COVID in the past and having antibodies, um, with my current um, age group and uh, uh, fitness, physical fitness level, um, it's not necessarily a fear of mine. Uh, taking the vaccine, um, like I said, it would decrease my chances of uh, uh, having a severe reaction, but it does open me up to the, albeit rare chance, but the possibility of having an adverse reaction to the vaccine itself. Um, I don't believe that being unvaccinated means infected or being vaccinated means um, uninfected. You can still catch COVID um, with or without not having the vaccine. Um, I would say, honestly, the, the the craziness of it all in terms of not being able to say that it should be everybody's fair choice without being demeaned or um, talked crazy to doesn't uh, make one comfortable to do what said person is uh, telling them to do. Um, yeah, I, I would say that's, that's a couple of the reasons that um, you know, I would say I, I'm hesitant at this time, but at the end of the day, uh, I don't feel that it is, um, you know, anyone's reason to come out and say, well, this is why or this is not why. It should just be their decision. And, um, you know, loving your neighbors, not just loving those that, that agree with you or look like you or uh, move in the same way that you do. It's, it's uh, uh, you know, loving those who don't. Wow. What a powerful, powerful statement. Probably one of the most eloquent statements I've heard yet, and from the NBA, nonetheless. But he's not the only one. Here's another one. Now, again, this one's a little more cocky, <laughs> but still very valid point. So here we go. Uh, here's another one. Every player, every person in this world is going to make their own decision for themselves. Um, I would like an explanation to, you know, people with vaccines, why are they still getting COVID? if that's something that we are supposed to highly be protected from. Like, it's funny that, oh, it reduces your chances of going to the hospital. It doesn't eliminate anybody from getting COVID, right? So everybody, is everybody in here vaxxed? I would assume, right? So you all can still get COVID, right? We're less likely to die or go to the hospital. Okay, but you can still get COVID. Right. 
So, and you can still pass it along with the vax, right? So, I'm not asking, I'm just asking the so, question. Oh, sure. And so, like, just having COVID back around the Olympics, like, that basically just saying, like, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but to having it change your opinion one way or another. So, he has had COVID before, too. No, 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 that didn't, that wasn't the case. I mean, yeah, I had it, but that doesn't mean I can't get it again. You know, I mean, it's no different than somebody with the vaccine. Like I can, yes, I developed antibodies for it. So my chances will be less likely now as well. Right. But it's still a possibility. I may get it just like there are players and coaches and staff who are vax and missing camp right now because of it so all right so i like this guy's statement here because this guy is very brutally honest so you know i've had covid as we've talked about and now we have a possible possible covid outbreak here in the office i have natural immunity the antibodies i got it um, I had a really bad case of it. I was down for almost 17 days. And they say that the more severe your COVID was, uh, the, the, you know, the more protected you are. The Israel case study of over 700,000 people showed that less than 1% of people that were being hospitalized were reinfections. In fact, I read an article as early as August 2nd of this year where a doctor was talking about natural immunity and said that, yeah, you know, natural immunity is not nothing. And what we've seen so far after a year and a half of COVID, the reporter straight up asked the doctor, what is the percentage of people that are getting reinfected with COVID? And he said straight up worldwide, less than 1%, less than 1%. And of those that are reinfected, uh, natural immunity more often than not. Okay. Just like there was an article about a couple who had been vaccinated that they died together more often than not natural immunity. If you do catch it again, it keeps you from getting the more severe symptoms of hospitalization and death, which by the way, let's also talk about this. Bill Maher said this best. Democrats, the vast majority of Democrats believe that the va uh, that the hospitalization rate, if you get COVID, is between like 50 to 55 percent. The vast majority of Democrats believe that the real number is between one to five percent get hospitalized. A lot of people go to the hospital uh, for mild symptoms. In fact, there was a report in the New York Times just the other day that said in 2020, the vast majority of people that were hospitalized for COVID, taking up beds and things like that, were actually mild symptoms. Everybody was just freaked out. If you get the flu today, the flu is very serious, by the way. The flu can actually lead to death. All right, that's the truth. That that's not a that's not a that's not a false statement. The flu kills people all the time, but the flu is something that we're used to, right? I've had the flu five times in my life. I've met people that are my age that have never had the flu once. So if they were to get the flu today, they probably would think that they were dying because they've never had the flu before. 
Um, if I were to get COVID again, which I like what that NBA player said, I'm not under any disillusions that I can't get COVID again. But I made it through the first one. Now I have natural immunity and antibodies that B and T cells that now know the disease, even if there's different variants. That's like the common cold, right? The common cold is something that people get, you know, six, seven, sometimes eight, nine, 10, 12 times a year. There's some people who always have a cold, always, but they have antibodies because they're used to that. Uh, and so therefore, even though they get sick, they don't get deathly sick and whatnot. COVID is not going anywhere. And that's the article that I loved about that doctor that actually acknowledged natural immunity. The media has made you believe that the goal is to eradicate COVID. That is impossible. It's never going to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. Your kids' kids, your grandchildren, will never not know a world where COVID is not just normal. Very much like we with the flu. The flu is not something that we freaked out about. Oh, so-and-so's got the flu. Oh, man, that sucks. I'll see you in a week. And now we have therapeutics and things like that to, to, to help, you know, relieve the symptoms and whatnot. But the flu is just a flu. The flu is something that, we, that you know, we've had for forever. COVID is going to be the same thing. This doctor at least was honest. This doctor said um, that... Uh, the goal is to defang COVID. That's it. That's the goal. And with natural immunity and vaccines, even though I don't think these vaccines work, but, you know, it's neither here nor there. I love the fact that doctors are starting to come out, honestly, because they have to, because the data is forcing them to come out to acknowledge the fact that, yeah, natural immunity it is at nothing, <laughs> you know, uh, and I love the articles that say unvaccinated Americans are 2.5 times higher to get the Delta variant or reinfected with the Delta variant. But 2.5 times higher is still apparently less than 1%. It's crazy. It's crazy that we are doing all of this for a worldwide kill rate of 0. 0.006 but again, I digress. Again, I ask you, find the tabloids of people who have had COVID in the past, made it, then got COVID again and went in the hospital and died or went in the hospital at all. Find it. I'm serious. Go try to find these articles. Okay. Even if they did exist, they're hiding them. You want to know why they're hiding them? Because more likely than not, if they got sick again, it probably was mild to nothing, right? Like I've even had um, other people, I've seen someone on the internet say, oh, I got COVID again. Uh, it's not fun. But within like six, seven days, they were back to normal and going back along their business. And so again, COVID is never going to go away. Uh we are just going to have to learn to deal with it. And that is simply the way that it is. Okay, so let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, first of all, I want to talk about, you guys remember the Marine that, was, uh, uh, that, that, that went viral because he spoke out 
against the leadership of everything that happened in Afghanistan. Um, well, now um, that Marine is being held in the brig. That's right. Military jail. Okay, so the New York Post is reporting this. The U.S. Marine Corps officer who was relieved of his command for chastising his bosses over the botched Afghan Afghanistan withdrawal has landed in military lockup, his father said. In a video that went viral on Facebook last month, Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller ripped into military leadership following the devastating suicide bombing at the Kabul airport, which killed 13 U.S. service members. Uh, yeah, he made the video. Everybody told about it, blah, 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 blah. All our son did is ask the questions that everybody was asking themselves, but they were too scared to speak out loud, uh, his father told the news outlet. We are asking for accountability. In fact, I think he even asked for an apology that we made mistakes, but they couldn't do that, which is mind-blowing, his father said, adding that this, that his son is due to appear before a military hearing on Thursday. They had a gag order on him and asked him not to speak he did and then they incarcerated him so basically this guy speaks out against the military um basically saying hey you guys screwed this up accountability is due they relieved him of his command and then they put a gag order on him saying hey you're not allowed to speak about this anymore well the dude pretty much said no i'm going to continue to talk about it because you guys need to be held accountable and they threw him in the military Brig. It's very interesting. Millie can talk behind the president's back to another world leader superpower, and he's a patriot. But anyone in the military that speaks out against the narrative, they are the enemy. Very, very interesting indeed. But let's get to give me the music. Let's get to the big part of this story, and that is Biden. King Biden will go down for Afghanistan one way or the other, and it's going to be through the 25th Amendment, and unfortunately, that will lead to President Harris. Um, and I believe that this was the plan all along, and they're already starting to do it. So... Everybody knows what happened in Afghanistan. We had 2,500 troops there. We drew, we pulled them out before we got everybody out. Uh, it was this huge nightmare. We had to send thousands more troops in to get people out. And we still left Americans behind. It was the greatest debauchery of a military uh, uh, executed plan, mission, whatever, that our country has ever seen. General Milley is a coward, ignorant, fool, treasonous traitor that should be resigned in shame and be in prison. But I digress. Um, he's testifying yesterday, and he says some very interesting things. Um, and this is what's going to be the death of Biden. So I'm going to play two different clips. One is General Milley saying what his recommendations were that they should leave 2,500 people. And one, a lot of people were like, well, did the president ever actually hear those recommendations? And then, well, just listen to yourself here as we pull this up. This is very interesting stuff. This first clip is two minutes and 16 seconds, but you need to listen to it. Here we go. General Milley, it's your testimony that you recommended 2,500 troops uh, approximately stay in Afghanistan. Um. 
as I've said many times before this committee and other committees, I don't share my personal recommendations to the president, but I can tell you my personal opinion and my assessment if that's what you want. Yes, please. Um, yes, my assessment was uh, back in the fall of 20, and it remained consistent throughout, that uh, we should keep a steady state of 2,500, and it could bounce up to 3,500, maybe something like that, uh, in order to move toward a negotiated gated solution. Did you, present, did you ever present that assessment personally to President Biden? I don't discuss exactly what uh, my conversations are with the sitting president in the Oval Office, but I can tell you what my personal opinion was, and I'm okay. always candid. General McKenzie, do you share that assessment? Senator, I do share that assessment. Um, did you ever present that opinion personally to President Biden? Again, I'm not going to be able to comment on uh, those executive discussions. Did General Miller ever present that opinion personally to President Biden? I think it would be best to ask him. I believe that his opinion was well heard. Uh, Secretary Austin, uh, President Biden last month in an interview with George Stephanopoulos said that no military leader advised him to leave a small troop presence in Afghanistan. Is that true? Uh, Senator Cotton, I, uh, I believe that, uh, well, first of all, I know the president to be an honest and forthright man. Uh, and just, secondly... It's a simple question, Secretary Austin. He said no senior military leader advised him to leave a small troop presence behind. Is that true or not? Did these officer and General Miller's recommendations get to the president personally? Their input was, uh, was received by the president and considered by the president, uh, for sure. Uh, in terms of what they specifically recommended, Senator, they just, as they just said... Uh, they're not going to provide uh, what they recommended in confidence. I mean, it sounds to me, this is it's shocking to me, it sounds to me like maybe their best military advice was never presented personally to the President of the United States about such a highly consequential matter. All right, so th that was a lot of fear in that, right? So the question is, these military officials say, and I love how they phrase this, well, I'm never going to talk about what I personally said to the President, but... My personal opinion is, yeah, we should have left troops in there, never should have took them out. How your personal opinion goes from that to you never said that to the president is beyond me. But this next clip finally gets to it because they finally talked to General Miller, I believe. Uh, and listen to this. The big question is, did Joe Biden get briefed on this because as it was reported in that hearing, Joe Biden is saying that he did not listen to this. And my honest opinion and view shaped my recommendation. I recommended that we maintain 2,500 troops in Afghanistan. And I also recommended earlier in the fall of 2020 that we maintain 4,500 at that time. Those are my personal views. I also have a view that the withdrawal of those forces would lead inevitably to the collapse of the Afghan military forces and eventually the Afghan government. Yes, I understand that. And uh, General Milley, I assume you agree with that in terms of the recommendation of 2,500? What I said in my opening statement and the memoranda that I wrote back in the fall of 2020 remained consistent, and I do agree with that. This committee is unsure as to whether or not General Miller's uh, recommendation ever got to the president. Um, you know, obviously, there are conversations with the president, yeah, but I would like to ask, even though uh, General McKenzie, I think you've all made this statement, did you talk to the president about General Miller's recommendation? Sir, I was present when that discussion uh, occurred. 
And I'm confident that the president heard all the recommendations and listened to them very thoughtfully. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. So here's the other uh, scoop, if you will. It is now being said behind closed doors that military leaders are now starting to, they know that they got to start talking quick because it is heating up fast. They are now even saying in back rumor mill things, the military leaders are saying that Biden is either lying or he is senile in saying that he was not briefed about that. So think about this for five seconds, okay? All of these senior military, somebody's either lying. There's three options. Either the senior military leaders are lying, Biden is lying, or Biden is senile. Either way, all of this leads to the 25th Amendment. This is what's going to happen, okay? And you can timestamp this. This is what's going to happen. Biden was briefed on this. He was. He was briefed on this. So he's either going to be impeached over this or it's going to be found to keep him from being impeached and more of a martyr falling on the sword. It's going to be that he is senile and a dementia patient, which we all know. And uh, he was briefed but meant no harm, but he mentally is not capable to lead the country. So therefore, the vice president will be forced very begrudgingly. And they'll call it the darkest day in our history um, for such a great man to have to be removed due to mental uh, illness beyond his control. And President Harris will reluctantly uh, accept the position of president of the United States. Biden will go down for this. The Democrats love Biden and they're going to make it seem like he's this martyr. You know, oh, the most popular president in history. Oh, what a oh, what a world where the most popular president in the history of America is forced to relinquish his crown because of mental illness. Because he's old and it's not his fault. So begrudgingly, I, your vice president, take on this mantle of huge responsibility because it is my duty to America to do so. Triumphant violins playing in the background and yet the Democratic plan is executed flawlessly. Interesting, interesting times that we live in. This is the plan, guys. This is, we said it when it happened. We said it, we said it, we said it, we said it again. Go, you know the, you know the thing. Exactly, Joe Biden. We said it, that Joe Biden would go down for this. I said, what did he know and when did he know it? Well, now the military leaders are saying that, oh, he knew because we told him. And yet, it still went down the way that it went down. So either A, they're lying. B, Joe Biden is a tyrant that only wants his way and doesn't listen to his military leaders and officials. Or C, 
He is a senile old man that it doesn't matter how much intelligence you give him, he's going to screw it up. Either way, Joe Biden will not finish his four years. I don't think he's going to make it another six months. That's my personal guess. I don't think it's going to last another six months. I think that Kamala Harris is so quiet. She is so quiet and she has distanced herself so much from all of this because she's getting ready to, with the help of the senior military leadership, with the help of Nancy Pelosi and all these other people, they are getting ready to drop the metaphorical hammer down and Biden will not be president much longer. That's the plan. That's uh, that's where we're at. That's how things are going. Um, that's all we have for this episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we appreciate everything. This is the last two days of my campaign to donate for this quarter. So if you want to support us, go to GrahamAllenSC.com and support today. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Dear America podcast. And we'll see you all again next time. <laughs>